This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Lessons Learned from Cornelius Vanderbilt, Part 2. Last time we talked about Cornelius, the Commodore Vanderbilt, and when he died in 1887, when he was the richest man in all the world, he left his wealth, most of it to his son, $95 million, which would be $5 billion today to his oldest son, Billy. And Billy talks about not being happy, how he envied his neighbor who had such a simple life compared to his, that he didn't have any worries. But at the end, what I took away was he not only was his friend more content, his neighbor more content with his life, even though wealth, once you get to a certain point, they're both rich. If he's living in the Vanderbilt neighborhood, his neighbor is rich. But he didn't have all of the all of the, the pain that comes with wealth, more money, more problems. And he said he could trust his friends. I love that. There's nothing more valuable than having people in your life who love you for you. Today, I want to piggyback on a previous podcast that I did where I talked about, you know, how we shouldn't hamper our children. And I talked about it briefly in the last podcast as well, but it goes one step further. Because when Billy Vanderbilt died, he left his massive fortune, which would be $5 billion, to both of his sons, William II and Cornelius II. And William II said, my life was never destined to be happy. Again, the happiness thing. Money doesn't buy you happiness. He said, it was laid out along lines which I could not foresee, almost from my earliest childhood. It has left me with nothing to hope for, with nothing definite to seek or strive for. William II said, inherited wealth is a real handicap to happiness. It is as certain death to ambition as cocaine is to morality. Damn. Certain death to ambition as cocaine is to morality. So some of you are on this treadmill to get wealthy. We talk about legacy building a lot. There's even Sunday shows devoted to you having a focus on the legacy, meaning leaving your children, your children's children, your children's children, children, massive amounts of money and property and having the vision beyond what you can even see. But there's a way you do that as well. I know Cornelius Vanderbilt wishes if he were alive, he could do it over again because his children and his children's children, his children's children's children, having been left the largest fortune ever, frittered it away to the point where it is one of the saddest stories ever. They've even written a whole book about it called Fortune's Children, the Fall of the House of Vanderbilt. How do you have more money than anyone ever and lose it all? Well, not giving your children something to work for and helping them out of the egg. That's how. So William II, in addition to saying that, uh, that the inherited wealth that he got was a handicap, a handicap to happen- happiness and certain death to ambition, as cocaine is compared to cocaine, he said, also, if a man makes money, no matter how much, he finds a certain happiness in his possession. For in the desire to increase his business, he has a constant use for it. But the man who inherits it has none of this. The first satisfaction and the greatest, that of building the foundation of a fortune, is denied him. He must labor, and if he does labor, simply to add to an over-sufficiency. So what William II, William Vanderbilt II, understood, which many people don't, is just handing your kids something. Just handing your family something, just giving them something without the tools to know how to build, 
is meaningless. It's not just meaningless. It, it becomes an albatross. It becomes a burden. It almost becomes, uh, you know, something that is debilitating, something that seems so such a such a wealth of things. And, and you could think about this for yourself, you know, and we you can Google search the stories of people who win the lotto. Money that you didn't work for. The vast majority of them end up broke because they don't have the basic skills to know how to, first of all, grow the money, keep the money, do more with the money. But more importantly, they didn't work for that money. Scratching off a thing or filling in numbers is not the same kind of pursuit as getting up every day with a game plan and then watching it unfold and then achieving it and the desires that go with that, that fuel, fuel your next thing. Let me tell you something about energy. As someone who is now getting up every morning looking at my daily planner for the goals that I'm going to achieve and my to-do list for the day, it literally drives me through the next day and the next week. I cannot wait to get up to do the thing. I, sometimes I go to sleep plotting my next move. And in that process, you are actually giving seed to the universe as opposed to just being handed something. I feel like an inheritance without proper understanding of what that money really means and what it's for, it's like a Monsanto seed. It won't reproduce. As a matter of fact, it might kill you. Yeah, I said it. Check that out. Now, now I'm not the only one that believes that. Several billionaires have also kind of understood that just leaving your children a whole lot of money is not going to help them. Among them, some of the wealthiest, Zuckerberg, who I think is always in the top three, top five wealthiest people in the world, will only leave, he said he's going to leave 99% of his Facebook shares, not to his son Max, but to charity. 99% of his Facebook wealth will not be left to his firstborn, to his children, period. It's going to be left to charity. And as a matter of fact, he and his wife have, you know, built a charity around literacy and, and you know, uh, bringing tech into schools throughout the country. Bill and Melinda Gates, same thing. They said they're going to leave a minuscule, this is a quote, a minuscule portion of their wealth to their children. They have three of them. And Bill Gates said it will mean that they will have to find their own way. And you go, damn, that's really cold-blooded. Bill Gates said it is not a favor to kids to have them have huge sums of money, to have huge sums of wealth. He said it distorts anything they might do creating their own path. Because here's the, the great mystery of life. Life is, is, to, is for you individually to figure out what you're here to do. That's the whole pursuit of this thing. What were you formed in your mother's womb to do? And if someone gives you a, a ton of money and you didn't plan it out in your mind with your imagination and fire off those synapses that go into the universe and, can, and, and collude with you to do the thing that you put out there to do, you will never find that path. And thus you will be unhappy as we're seeing now a pattern. One of the first people to be very public about not leaving their children money was Warren Buffett. I've watched 60 minute specials on his kids and grandkids who one grandkid I think looks damn near homeless is in San Francisco like working for you know nonprofits and stuff on like minimum wage salary. And while the granddad is one of the wealthiest men in the world for the last five decades, Warren Buffett um, says he plans now, and he said the older he gets, the more generous he gets. You know, he's in his 80s now, so he's each year, and he said he redoes his will quite frequently now, and he lets his children read it so that they know what they're, they're going to get, so there's no surprises and no fights. Note to people listening, do your will. If you don't have a will, this is just a side note. I'm taking a little detour. Make sure you have a will. I don't care if you're in your 30s, in your 40s. 
make your will. Don't make your family fight over stuff that they shouldn't have to fight over while they're grieving you as well. Take care of business. Make sure you have insurance, but also make sure you have a will with your specific and have these conversations. We don't talk enough about money in our community, in the global majority. We should have these conversations frequently with our kids. And I've had guests on my radio show talking about as early as three, four, five years old. Kids should know all your bills. They should know the expenses. Being transparent, I know many of us were raised with children should be seen and not heard, and that's grown folks' business, but it's the thing that keeps the wealth gap in our community where it is, and it keeps us from not really having a true legacy because we don't share with our children the pathway to success. And even if you are and you should be building a future for your children's children's children or your 99-year-old self, even if you're doing that, be mindful of the lessons that also have to be shared. Just handing your children a check is not is not helping them. As a matter of fact, you're hindering them and you're making it impossible for them to be truly their full selves, which is a fate to me worse, worse than death. To, to live this life and not live it fully, what's the point? Anyway, Warren Buffett, getting back to this, Warren Buffett, he told Fortune back in 1986, this is how long he's been on this path, he said he wants to leave his kids enough money so that they would feel that they could do anything, but not so much that they could do nothing. Because he understands the, the correlation between having it all and then having no desire to actually continue to pursue the things that your spirit put you here to do. So the lesson for today, um, if, if you're raising children, be mindful that you know the work that you're putting in will be squandered if you don't teach them the valuable lessons of value, to value money, what money's here for, work ethic and all of those things that put you in a position to be successful. There's a reason why next generations after, you know, we, some of us are second gen, I'm a second generation person from somebody that worked hard to get wealthy. And I know that I don't nearly have the work ethic that my father has, even though I aspire to do that because part of my life growing up with my dad was watching him. So while he didn't sit down with me and tell me the things that I felt like he should have, he should have told me X, Y, and Z. I watched him get up at five o'clock every morning, open his store, go to work as a parole officer, take off work, go to his store, close his store, come home and reconcile his books at 11, 12 o'clock at night and then do it again, seven days a week, including holidays. I watched him do that for 18 years. So that instilled in me, this is the pathway to success. So while I totally get that, my brother, who is much younger than I am, who grew up in a home where my father had everything, buying a new Mercedes every couple of years, da, 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 all that stuff, didn't get, didn't get to see that. By the time my brother was of formative years, my father had retired. So he didn't see the struggle. He didn't see the, the come up. He just got to have the benefits of anything that he wanted. And as a result, you know, I don't know, you know, we've had this discussion and I'm not going to tell his business, but the point I'm making is there's a path. So if you have children, do that. And if you don't have children, Understand that this is a journey, right? And even for yourself, you have to leave things, no matter how much you acquire, to, to constantly work on your character and work on the things. This is what we talk about all the time. Work on the things that will make you a better person. Work on the things that will make you happier. That's the journey, not the money. Till next time, let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter. And again, I'm going to answer questions on Sunday. So if you have questions, hashtag podcast at Karen Hunter on Twitter. I'm picking a couple of questions because this is like I can't get the callers to call in. But if you ask me questions, or you can ask me anything, I will answer a few. Doesn't have to be about money either. At Karen Hunter, hashtag podcast. Till next time.